Hey guys, welcome back to the At The Coffee Table podcast. I am Jason Clink and this is episode 61. Today I am joined by Ben Albert. Ben and I connected through a local uh, networking group uh, and I wanted to bring him on today to talk about a little bit about marketing, a little bit about podcasting and anything in between and just give you a little background for Ben. He started podcasting in 2016 when he launched the Rochester Groovecast podcast to highlight the local music scene in Rochester. Um, he has over 100 episodes of that podcast and has built it up to a, a top-ranked podcast. 20, in 2020, Ben launched the Rochester Business Connections. It's a podcast that highlights uh, the business community in Rochester and has 50 episodes of that podcast. Um, it's been a great uh, networking resource, I'm sure. And he's also been building up his marketing business under Belbert Marketing. Uh, and lastly, or uh, last but not least, is Ben also teaches podcasting to two different high schools uh, within Rochester. So, Ben, thank you for joining me and welcome to the show. Jason Kling, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Great. It's great to have you here, and it's great to have a fellow podcaster on the show. Um, I feel like I'm still relatively new at this, even though it's 61 episodes later and a, just over a year later. Uh, I joke all the time about, not joke, but kind of tongue in cheek that I probably have, wouldn't have started this podcast if it wasn't for the pandemic lockdown, because it gave me the time to jump off that cliff and get it going. And now it's a, a lot of fun for me. And I'm glad that I finally made that jump. How did you kind of transition to where you are between the two different successful podcasts? I, I'm with you. Um, I wouldn't host either of my podcasts currently if it wasn't for the pandemic. Um, Rochester Groovecast, as you mentioned, it's a Rochester music-based podcast. And at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it was 2016. I never really graduated from college. I did graduate, but I didn't seem to act like it. And I was still going to music. I was still going to music yep. three, four, five times a week, if not more. And right. I'm a huge music advocate. So I started that podcast simply in the fact that I felt like I was just kind of just a consumer. I wasn't really adding much value to the music scene. And right. I wanted to get into places for free. So I, <laughs> I started That's Rochester great. Groovecast back in 2016. And. <clears throat> It slowed down. I mean, I would go months without – I went almost a year without releasing an episode. And I basically had put it on the side. I was booking bands. I had other endeavors. Um, I had my full-time role, which was my main focus. And then when the COVID hit, that's when I brought Rochester Groovecast back. We would do something similar mm -hmm. to this. Everything was live streamed. So we would live yeah. stream. So we'd have an audience. We'd – release it as a podcast but the beauty was in the live stream and using the virtual realm to the podcast used to always just be audio mm -hmm. so that's just a long way of saying when covid hit i relaunched that podcast which was a blessing and then it wasn't until august uh, actually november rather that i launched the business podcast again coming out of this virtual world and this going crazy thing that happened right for covid first hit um podcasting has been a tremendous medium for me you and probably a lot of the listeners as well right I, you know and it's you know i've consumed a lot of content over the last few years and you know you have the the, the social media gurus like gary v and so on 
and it must i think it was like two years ago and it was got to be on audio got to be on audio got to be on audio do podcast do podcast i'm like well i would you know thinking to myself that that would be fun but how the hell do i do a podcast um and it's been it's been an interesting ride for me uh i don't know if you can i'm sure you can relate but um of constantly bringing that value and having interesting people on and reaching out and just saying Hey, do you want to come on and like I did with you? Hey, you want you want to come on and and talk on my podcast? What have you seen? How do you, have you how have you seen seen it evolve over the last few years as far as podcasting goes? Well, podcasting. I mean, we could take this in so many directions. I mean, right. ten plus years ago, it was only audio. You could definitely niche up. Like there wasn't many podcasts per any particular random niche. Nowadays, mm-hmm. there's millions of podcasts. There's we're creating more each day, yeah. And a lot of things are videos, and it's even confusing. Is it a podcast? Is it a video broadcast? What do you even right. call it? Is this really even a podcast? If I'm on camera, um, a lot has changed. Where, yeah, it's a completely different world than it used to be, which um, brings a lot of opportunities and brings a lot of challenges as well. I mean, just to say an opportunity. What I love about the video element, and I'll tell you this, Jason, I do not watch video podcasts. If you're watching this right now, I love you that more. If you're listening to it, you're me because I I listen to podcasts. I do it when I'm working out, when I'm on the go. Yes. One thing that's great about the video element coming from a marketing sales background is they recognize your face. They can yes. relate to you. They see the humanity. Yep. There's one thing that's beautiful about a podcast is the humanity in your voice, the connection to you as I'm listening right. to you. And the video element just brings a whole nother uh, secret sauce where even if someone were to turn this off right now, I sure hope you don't. If you're watching this, you see my face. And if you're listening to it, I can say, check out the video version put a put a face to the name so that's a whole right. new element that never existed when podcasts first came out you know that's a huge point because i i know a lot of the my favorite podcasts i know that if i don't have the time to sit and and watch their youtube version or a live stream version that they're going to be on spotify and i can go and take a run and listen to it or get in the car and listen to it and it really creates an opportunity to hit all of those mediums and, you know, still, you know, interact with the audience one way or the other, um, either audio or visual. Yeah, it's just a, another way to reach people. Um, I'll, I'll say, wow, so you got to you got to enjoy doing the podcast, right? And that's why you're right. doing this, Jason, because you enjoy it. But yep. the second element is reaching people, marketing your business, um, mm-hmm. and the more places you are, the better. So if you like right. visual me, you're probably crazy. If you like audio me, that makes more sense. There's Instagram me, there's LinkedIn me. Um, the yep. video element just brings a whole new whole new aspect to the fold for sure. Absolutely. So obviously for you, the, the podcast became or came before the marketing business, correct? Yes, the music podcast did. Did okay. So, is that the catalyst? The music podcast was that the catalyst into, into creating your marketing business, or was that always kind of there? Yeah, it's a great question, and and as you know, a lot of little parts lead to the whole. 
And, uh, you know, instead of writing an entire autobiography, I can kind of just give you the bulleted points. Okay. Um, but uh, I started that music podcast for fun, right? And right. back then I was in retail, then I was doing road shows, then I was doing sales for Chobani Yogurt, and oh, wow. then um, also found myself in marketing and online marketing roles. So mm -hmm. there's a lot that happened in my past, right? Loving music and starting a podcast, doing sales, learning marketing that I started, I utilized the podcast and I leveled up, you could say, and started booking bands in the Rochester, New York area, oh. started promoting events in the Rochester, New York area. And mm -hmm. the ROI on my time was virtually nothing. It wasn't a big money driver, but it gave me the opportunity to build a lot of skill sets and mm -hmm. then working, you know, in a more corporate level marketing industry that gave me the opportunity to learn a lot of skill sets in terms of marketing and sales and implement, implementing these plans where when COVID hit and I left my previous company and started Balbert Marketing, actually in August, I, oh, wow. launched, I launched Rochester Business Connections in November, which honestly the first 10, 20 episodes were sloppy even though I had, I had practice and was, they were still sloppy, but... It looked right. like I was a it looked genius. It really was luck because I took, you know, a hundred less than a hundred at the time, but a hundred episodes of my one podcast, my marketing knowledge, my mm -hmm. love of technology, and wrapped it all together to do a twenty two episode launch in November. I did an episode a day every Monday through Friday. Um, and in doing that, I got to meet so many people. I didn't have to join a, a country club or a B&I group or go to a million networking meetings to have one-on-one -on -one coffee with these people. I just set up a podcast and did over 20 one-on-ones in the course of a month to do a, a launch in November. And then all of that goodwill basically led to more introductions and more opportunities. Um, and it really is that simple. I started a podcast and had great conversations, and then I asked for recommendations for the show. But it was mm -hmm. the learning podcasting and doing it mm -hmm. for free on the side and learning right. marketing and kind of developing the skill set that put me in a position to really just kind of a kick-ass launch of – I don't know if I've prefaced it, Rochester Business Connections. Again, I did Rochester Groovecast, Rochester, New York, Rochester Business Connections, Rochester, New York. I know right. that there is a – I am – I'm an average size – I'm an average size fish in a small pond rather than being an average size fish in a huge freaking pond. So I like to go right. hyper-local, um, right. and I like to point out the hyper-local aspect because – um, that's a great way in a vast wasteland of podcasts, um, right. go hi hyper local, hyper niche. I like you because you, you talk about the firehouse. You talk about your experience there. Um, if mm -hmm. I were to just start personal, personal development 101 or marketing 101, there's probably 101,000 podcasts just like that. So oh, I'm yeah. rambling. Yep. I like that your show is no, personalized no, no. to you. And that's right. what I, I did for myself. I personalized it to me and my community. Yeah, that was that was my thing when I started this is, you know, I didn't want it. it the basis is, a you know, and I've said it before is, you know, the basis is behind, you know, my all my years in the firehouse. We sit around the kitchen table and have a cup of coffee or three and solve all the world's problems. 
and and I just wanted that general element, but I didn't want to make it a firehouse based show. There's enough of those, um, and I wanted just to be able to come on and meet cool people and have conversations. I've had everybody from personal trainers to um, business development people. I had um, Trevor Cowley on from from Real Business Owners. Uh, and, and that was kind of cool because when I started this, it, I, I did the same thing. I was keeping it real local and, and, you know, just trying to highlight people around the area. And then I was listening to real business owners podcast and Trevor was saying, well, you know, people that are successful, they just want to help. But a lot of people are just afraid to ask. So I went, yeah, what the hell? So I said, hey, Trevor, DM, would you be on my podcast? And this was at this point last year. And he's like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. When do you want to do it? And I was floored. But it, I think it highlights the connections that we're able to make doing the, doing this type of thing. Um, and, and like I said, it's just a lot of fun. I agree. I mean, you started smaller, then you went bigger. Um, yeah. Rochester Business Connections, that podcast has a brand new series. I've only put out one episode, but it's called Learn, Speak, Teach. And it's mm. talking to like top thought leaders across the world to bring them to the community. So. I started with my local community, but now I'm leveraging my skill set and my network to kind of branch off to larger people that are out of my league to bring them to my community. And then no one really knows, but I'm probably going to take that new podcast and then turn that into its own podcast. But I'm starting again with mm -hmm. this smaller show to try to build up and then build a larger show long term, playing the long game for sure. I was going to say it, it uh, what what I'm picking up on is it's very strategic and you know there's a, a a means to the to the beginning and the end and and I I want to interject it actually the things I say sound like oh that's brilliant and honestly you should go implement them I'm figuring this out this was not my strategy <laughs> when right. I launched the business it was literally like I'm not good at much other than marketing and podcasting I don't have any clients. I have a not compete. Let's start a podcast and see where it goes. It ended up working. And then I ended mm -hmm. up finding people that do this, but mm -hmm. it wasn't even strategic. So take it with a grain of salt. This is me beta testing and learning things that a lot of people okay. don't do. A lot of people don't do, but you can take what I stumbled upon. And then if you're extra strategic, I guarantee you can lap me with your strategy. Um, Cause yeah, I, I don't want people to think that I had a master plan because I didn't. I'm figuring this stuff up like in the shower, you know, in the morning. I'm like, wait, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like... That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome because it's funny because I, I do my best thinking at like 3 o'clock in the morning when I'm wide awake for some stupid reason. And <laughs> yeah. I never am I, I never am ambitious enough to sit up and, and write it down because by 9 o'clock when I'm thinking about it again, I forgot about everything that I created in my own head at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. So, you know, I was talking to a fellow podcaster not too long ago. I've had too much caffeine today. Yeah. Um, and she was telling me how with her podcast, she group records. So she's not doing like the one, like, oh, I'm doing the one on one live stream and creating an episode. She would, she'll, she'll take a month and create four or five episodes and then release them over the next month. Do you see any value to doing it one way or the over the other? So you're talking about, okay, so you said group record. 
Yeah, not like batch. Like, yeah, like okay. batch record. Yeah. At first, when you said that, I I was thinking of like a panel. Um, I don't know. Oh if yeah. Else might have that, thought that. That's one of my next one of my next questions on that one. But no, I was talking like batch recording. So yeah, you yeah. know, taking four or five guests to each of those episodes and then release them over the next month. Um, but but do those batch episodes kind of all in the same week? Um, I'd say yes and no. Yes, mm-hmm. as in that's exactly what I did. Um, this is live, so obviously people yeah. can see it now. But right. I I'm you can listen to these at any time. I I pre-recorded. I'm pre-recorded until September right now, and again that wasn't strategy. That was accident. When I would have Jason on my show, you know, when you come on my show, I'd have Jason on my show, and then I'd ask for recommendations, and then Jason would give me three, and then mm-hmm. two would stick, and then I'd have two people per one, and I'm only doing one a week. So before you know it, I'm pre-recording, and I'm accidentally pre-recorded through summer, which is incredible because then I can enjoy the summer a little bit and focus more on my business and other things. So I do encourage right. that, you know, batch recording, pre-recording a month at a time sounds great. The one thing that I discourage that I'm falling into, that's why I put a hold on booking guests, is I'm not going to shout it out. I don't even know if it's ever going to come out. Maybe he just thinks I did a terrible job. I recorded a podcast in February. Mm-hmm. Currently, it's freaking june mid-june and there is no i don't think this podcast is ever going to come out i don't know if he just lost it and doesn't want to tell me but i recorded like february 2nd and it's Mm -hmm. the end of june and it hasn't come out yet Hmm. so i don't like that i don't even remember what i said so the 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 issue that i'd focus on i'd I'd keep in mind with pre-recording and batch recording is there's a recency bias that I get off here with Jason, it's live, I'll go share it, I'll connect. it. I It's recent, it's energetic. You kind of lose momentum if it comes right. out a month, two months. Like my podcasts aren't coming out for two months, and I actually don't like that, and I think it's a disservice to my guests. So it's a yes and no. Okay. It's yes, pre-record if you're more comfortable that way. Batch record, right. do four in a week. But don't find yourself in the position that you're not putting podcasts out until three, four, five months after because um, it's just emotional. He's not as fun. You lose a lot of momentum yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, and it almost seemed like if it was three, four, five months, you almost lose the relevancy depending on changes right. in the world, the pandemic hits, all that kind of stuff. Um so I want to I want to touch back. <laughs> I want to. I'm touch just thinking back. of situ- I'm just thinking of pre like pre pandemic conversations like in yeah. February or early March, and then it right. doesn't come out till June, and people are like, "What the heck is this guy what? talking about?" Right, the world is great, and everybody's <laughs> in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So one of the things I want to touch on it, it or what, what was my next thing was um, I recently started, I came up with an idea after reading um, a John Maxwell book on leadership. And I, I created, I, I did one episode of a round table and I got three young ladies that came on and we were talking about personal development and the, the live stream was somewhat successful. But when I reposted it and repurposed it for Instagram, it was super successful. So I, I started to think, all right, well, it, it, it had some legs and it's great. And maybe this roundtable idea has, 
but now I, I'm kind of teetering on the, do I keep it a part of at the coffee table or do I turn this round table and, and kind of what you were saying, kind of morph it into um, something else um, because it kind of fits its own, its own little Avenue or its own lane versus, you know, at the coffee table. Yeah. It, um, you could go either way. I like it as yeah. its own entity. I also right. like it as, um, a scheduled thing, whether you do it monthly, once a week, twice a month, it can right. be as part of at the coffee table, but you would want to do it semi-regularly. So it would kind mm -hmm. of build its own brand in itself. It's like the, once a month roundup it's a terrible name but we're right we're, we're, we're spitballing here yeah um, right or it could be its entire it could be its whole own show um my first inclination is to have it part of at the coffee table because it's just a part of something you've already built um, right it's harder it's harder to build that from scratch um, yep. But it could be its own show, or if you're doing it, I would do it semi-regularly just so people don't get really excited, and then another round table doesn't happen for 90 days, you know, same concept. Right, right, yeah. So I've had some shows that were, yeah, I've had, a, I'm sorry, I've had a lot of shows that were a lot of fun, they went really well, I had one or two that were kind of like, eh. Um, have you... Have you hit both ends of those spectrums of, yeah, wow, that was that was a rock star show or that was just kind of flopped? Yes. <laughs> um, any bigger name guests or, you know, people that might have you, you, you had on the show that you might not have thought you could connect with and, and ended up on, your, on either one of your shows? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it just blows my mind. A lot of my guests aren't big names like you know they're not on the news or they don't necessarily mm -hmm. have a huge following um mm -hmm. but they're millionaires they're successful business people the fact that i again didn't have to join the country club to shake their hand blows my right. mind in itself um, right and i've had situation you know i'm i'm more introverted by nature so it's hard for me to be on 24 seven. So I've yeah. definitely had moments where I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want someone to like, look it up, but there's been moments where my guests are very intellectual on a very mm -hmm. specific topic. And in mm -hmm. my opinion, they actually probably could have simplified it for me, but the questions I were asking, like, I, I don't think I sound like I have any clue what I'm talking about. I have gotten, <laughs> positive feedback like right. you know you ask good questions you ask beginner questions i needed clarification on that too but there's been times where i'm literally spacing out because i just can't follow the guest right i'm exhausted <laughs> and the introvert right. in me just wants to take a nap right um, but it's growing like to, to answer yeah. the first part my most recent podcast that came out last week was with david mamano um, mm -hmm. David Mamano is a great person. Um, he started the Avanti Entrepreneur Network. He started educational magazines and a whole ecosystem um, that was a, basically is a entrepreneur that got nationwide recognition. And in his podcast, some people know the name, some people don't, but he's had Grand Cardone on. He's had oh, wow. my lad on. He's had Kevin Harrington on. Um, wow. He's had R Rudy Giuliani on. Um, wow. And he's had basically 
he is, I was telling my girlfriend kind of embarrassingly, I'm like, he's the person I'm going to be in the future. Now, granted, I'm my goal, and I'm sure he wouldn't be offended, I want to lap him. I want to be better than him. But sure. he has accomplished so many of the things I'm looking to accomplish with his network and his guests that mm-hmm. having him on the show was just a great way for me to get a taste of the magic and learn from him. And, um, again, David Mamano, that's a great episode for anybody to listen to, and it should be at the top of the list. So you can check that out after this yeah. one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, I had a question and it just flew out of my brain. That's fun. Uh, that's what. That's exact. That's yeah. what happens to me. That's yep. exactly what happens to me. And then I end up like, ah, I wouldn't worry about. <laughs> yeah. It. How how do I how do I cover this? Um, so with where well i'll ask you this and then that way i'll cover myself what what's in the future for your your podcast your business how are, how are you proceeding forward um you know sky's the limit your 360 degree view where where do you where do you see yourself headed that's a great question i don't know if i want to get deep into the business plan at mm-hmm. at in reality i'm being honest with you jason i'm being honest with everyone I started this business in August. It is June. It hasn't been a full year. And if mm-hmm. you were to look at growth and metrics and sales, I'm doing incredible. But it's hard for me to project. Anyone who know who started a business has been in sales. They're an entrepreneur. They kind of have to build a book of business. They know that it's hard to project and you need to be able to pivot and change um, based on COVID and weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Right now, my focus is growing out Rochester Business Connections. I want to launch, learn, speak, teach another podcast, which, again, one episode exists, but it's more of a well-rounded education show for a national audience. Um, I want to bring in a lot of speakers, educators, coaches, those kind of people. Um, And I really just want to keep building out Balbert Marketing because the one tip that I guess I have is what – works really great about balbert marketing is the fact my name is ben albert the company's balbert i do acquisition i do fulfillment i do all the stuff Mm -hmm. that's actually going to exhaust people long term but you don't have to deal with a complex ecosystem of you never know who's going to pick up you never have you can't text the person you feel like all the approaches are you know square peg round hole nothing's tailor-made What works with my marketing and my strategy is it's very one-to-one and it's very tailored. So what I'd like to Mm -hmm. do long-term, whether it's building out Balbert or building out as like a consultancy, is I want to replicate the system because anyone in the world with the right mindset and some marketing knowledge can start a company named after them, one-to-one podcast, one-to-one network, build their book of business, and in a perfect world, Balbert Marketing would handle fulfillment so they wouldn't have to worry about the invoicing and all the nitty-gritty. And honestly, I don't even know why I'm saying this on a podcast because I'm like giving away the secret of something I'm probably going to do five years down the road. If you have the where, <laughs> if you have the wherewithal to do it right now, you should. But I want yeah. marketing sales reps that have the ability to build their own book of business, but don't have to worry about 
the crazy risk and the fulfillment of being an entrepreneur so they can go mm -hmm. and do what they do best in networking and sales. And then Balbert would have the ecosystem to fulfill the orders, um, but it would still be their clients. So again, this is half-baked shower thoughts, but yeah. I really think this is kind of the future of what I'm trying to do with my company. That's awesome. You know, and I've been, I've tried to become the, a student of the game per se. And you, you, just a couple of different points that you've made here along the last 28 minutes. Um, I'm realizing that I have some more studying to do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just to, to, to give my podcast longevity, to um, give my podcast legitimacy, um, and to always bring the, cause I've always, every play, anything that I'm doing currently and previously is to bring as much value and to be of service, uh, to others. Um, was it either in public service or now in business is to always bring value and to be of service to others, um, and just be that genuine. Uh, but to, to do, to do the podcast. Right. And, and I've been thinking about, so I listened to the audiobook of, of Matthew McConaughey's green lights and, and, and one part of it, he talks about his dad's biggest piece of advice to him is don't half-ass anything. And I've been thinking about that here because I heard him say it again on Instagram, you know, don't half-ass anything and be, you know, you know, purposeful and so on. So um, that is one thing, one area that as a student of the game that um, I, I continually try to study on in order to do that. And, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that um, you've highlighted some of your efforts, some of your successes and um, highlighted your business here today. And I really appreciate that. Um, any, any, you know, certain, uh, I'm trying to, the best way to put this, what is your, your, your best tip for somebody that's just starting out, just starting out and they want to kind of dabble in this. Um, is it, you know, what would be your, your best couple of tips as far as jumping into doing podcasts? You know, the you're talking about Matthew McConaughey, and yeah. I kind of want my tip to kind of be like a counter argument. You know, okay. don't have don't half ass anything. My tip would be don't be afraid to half ass something, because when I started my music podcast and my music business, I was drinking too much at the time. I was going out too much <laughs> oh, at geez. the time. The audio yep. quality wasn't good. My ability to ask questions wasn't the best, but I just did it. I just tried. I did something I enjoyed. There wasn't a strategic monetary system in place. I was just doing something I was passionate passionate about. And mm -hmm. since I was passionate about it but didn't have a strategic system, I half-assed it. But it okay. was still it still brought me fulfillment. I still enjoyed doing it. So I agree okay. you shouldn't go in, "Oh, I'm just going to half-ass this and then walk out. I'm going to show up to work and um there's a, a I'm not a good stand up comedian, but there's a bit I used to do where I'd walk on stage and I'd text for about 20, 30 seconds and then I'd scream, what? You don't just clock in as soon as you get to work, do you? And the thing is, like, <laughs> I don't That's recommend awesome. I don't yeah. recommend half assing things, but I do recommend trying it without yeah. having to have this. You, you don't need to be perfect, and it doesn't need to it's be true. good. And yep. if you don't try it because you think, oh, uh, it's I'm going to fail, you, you failed by not trying. So yep. 
again, maybe I would use a different term than half-assing, but let's just say it. Like, half-ass something. See if you yeah. enjoy it because if you half-ass it and you enjoy it, guess what happens? You end up bringing the other ass into play. <laughs> Bring the other ass cheek in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it's something you, you love doing. Yeah, and you know, it's it's getting rid of that safety net. It's jumping off the all the cliches, jumping off the cliff without a parachute, and just doing it. And that is an important takeaway, super important takeaway. Just do. If there's something you want to do, just do it. And I have found quite a few people that have talked about podcasting and putting themselves out there, even if it's social content, and and just just letting it, you know, letting it fly. And and there is a lot of validity to what you were saying. What um what other problems in this world do you want to solve? <laughs> no, we don't we don't even have to solve them right now. I'm just curious right. as the kind of what what kind of problems you like to solve. I tell you what. So one of my one of my crusades, I guess, is so, and, and I've been talking about it here recently. Is you know I spent all the years that I did in public service or civil service. And I watch people that would work 30 and 35 years. So they get to their retirement. They just, in their last three or four years, they're just struggling. They, they hate coming to work. They don't enjoy what they're doing anymore, but they want to get that state retirement and they're defeated. And I looked at that after 19 years and was like, I don't want to be like that. There's got to be more fulfillment to life than just getting to retirement. And then now what you wait to die. So, um, my whole message recently has been, if you want to make a change, make a change. There's so much opportunity in the world right now. There's business opportunity and career opportunity, and there's no boundaries because we're all digital and social and um, just just do it. If it doesn't work, well, it doesn't work. Try something else. Um, and man, I tell you what, I wish these opportunities were were there 20 years ago because <laughs> um, things would have been, I, I joked to my wife, I said, instead of getting the worthless four-year degree that I did get, I, I would have done it in marketing and, and learned about marketing and social media and marketing and sales, just like you were doing. Because I think that, you know, and when I first started this, you know, I, I, I probably would have not have been saying this, but there's, there's real opportunity there. So that's, that's my current message here recently. I'm with you a hundred percent. I, it's, uh, they say most businesses fail. Um, I was talking about this on another podcast. They say most businesses fail. I don't know the numbers. Maybe that's true. Mm -hmm. I think that's really pessimistic. And I think right. if you're failing in business, it's because you're too tunnel visioned to realize yeah. that there might be an opportunity here, or here, or maybe you want to pivot your business and do something different. Right. When I'm thinking about failure, I'm thinking, okay, so I failed at this. Let's use this as a step on the ladder to success, right? It's a cliche analogy, right? But imagine like you've got a ladder. All your failures are still steps. So you can yes. fall off the ladder because you didn't take the failure and create a new step or you can create a new step. So it's like most businesses fail. That might be true. I don't really think so. I think right. that if you're – I think, just think it's a mindset thing, and that's why I'm yes. I'm with I'm with you in, in the fact that you just kind of got to do it and you just got to figure it out. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. You know, it's 
you can say fell forward or, you know, go ahead and fail and learn from it and keep going. Um, I, there's, there's a lot to be learned from there with that. Um, well, Ben, I, I'm always mindful of, of my guest time and, and I, you know, I love the conversation and I'd love to have you on again, just to, to shoot around these, these different topics and, and stuff. Um, if anybody wanted to uh, connect with you, what's the best way to connect with Ben Albert? Yeah, so there's a million and one ways. Um, if you don't mind, we'll put my LinkedIn in the show notes because yeah. LinkedIn's great. I like to seeing a face to the name. I like being able to DM and have like a text-related convo, um, set up okay. a Zoom if anybody yeah. wants to chat one-on-one. -on -one. But in terms of checking me out, the podcast is called Rochester Groovecast. Mm -hmm. Groove, C-A-S-T. So there's Rochester Groovecast. There's Rochester Business Connections. Again, Rochester Business Connections. Domain name gold. You can just Google search Rochester Business Connections and I come up. Again, domain name gold that I landed that one. Um, so check me out there. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'm all about one-to-ones. I'm all about networking. I'm all about coming to your event, speaking at your event, attending your event. Um, so honestly, like I'm saying this genuinely reach out to me let's chat and let's see where it goes man i'm i'm happy that you and i met jason and i yeah, hope that absolutely. i can meet some more people that that listen to your show oh no i i appreciate you taking the time and coming to talk to me it's been super super enlightening to me um and, and a lot of the of what you said just uh man rang rang some notes for me in my own head that you know next time i'm awake at 3 a.m processing uh, <laughs> i'll be thinking about this conversation so with that ben thank you again for your time i appreciate all of your input and uh sharing your experiences and uh your insight into podcasting and, and marketing and with that everyone please drop a comment let us know what you think share it with anyone that you might think would get any uh value out of this and uh again just we'd love to hear your comments and and how you think it went uh, so with that, everybody, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Have a great day.